Oh, you're that famous now that you're already on somebody else's podcast? Yeah, I mean, this show has blown up so much that, yeah, I'm now getting some guest invites onto other people's podcasts. That's pretty impressive. It's a testament to how great our show is, I think. It is. Um, let me just set the levels. Sure. Um, while you do that, I'm going to go get my crackers. Um, actually, I, I am going to go get some orange juice, so hold on for about one minute. Were you singing the entire oh. time that I was gone? Uh, yeah, I was trying to. Uh, I was I was trying to set my own levels. But then I think my my biggest worry about um, a a podcast or any type of audio recording over a remote distance is that you will go and get some food, maybe some crackers, uh, and then you will choke on them. You will suffocate. You'll die. Uh, and you'll have to just listen to the recording of that. Right, right, right. Because it would be rude to just stop. Right. right? And you don't want to, you also don't want to like record my death and then not honor that recording in some way. Right. I mean, if I can monetize it, then I will. That's smart. But this is compounded by the fact that uh, you send your family out to the house every time we record. Uh, that's not how it works. It's not. I just, I don't send them out. I wait until, that's why we never record, because I have to wait for them to be gone. Right. Have you told them that you're even doing this? Uh, I didn't tell them about today, but they know about <laughs> the past. <laughs> oh my God. Are you joking? <laughs> uh, I have a little, I have a little bit of a cough. I apologize. Don't get scared. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, hey, I went to a live podcast performance the other night. Of whom? Uh, it's a, it's a podcast about Star Trek. It's a very, very nerdy podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but they did, uh, they've done it before. I think they, they, they've toured doing live performances and they did it as part of uh, SF Sketchfest. And yeah, and I went and I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I knew I wasn't totally surprised. I knew what, what they were doing, but, uh, it was a, like a really large audience, I thought for a podcast about Star Trek um and then uh there was a huge line of people waiting to meet them wow uh which i was also like like i would say a couple of hundred people waiting to meet them uh well let me ask you this uh because i have not been to the sketch fest in san francisco for a number of years um but i have heard like a lot of um of different podcasts are also doing live shows has the sketch fest now kind of changed into live comedy podcasts uh, I don't think so. I think they're the only one, but I'm, I haven't gone. Oh, there's definitely else. more. For, for Sketchfest? Yeah. Why don't you just Google this? Why are you asking me? I think the premise of us having uh, this talk is that we pose, you know, um, a question, a topic, and then we discuss it. Oh, so you don't actually want to know. You're just looking for filler material. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, clearly I could just Google all of this stuff and find it out. Yeah, I don't know why we ever talk, period. I'll tell you this much. Having only seen their show, that's the only portion of Sketchfest that I've seen, my takeaway is that Sketchfest is 100% podcast. <laughs> right. Based off of personal experience. Yeah, I mean, all that any of us can do is base things off our own personal experience. 
yeah. Um, so do you want me to Google it for you and tell you? Would that help? No, I think we should just move on. I agree. So do you think that this will be the first recording that we release? I kind of feel like we had some good stuff last time, and I don't know what to expect this time. Yeah, so. it was great. I wouldn't say great. It was fine. I mean, I could take some of the best stuff from last week. Are you urinating now? Yeah, why? Don't you? Oh, that's cool. It's just very um, audible. Uh, gonna, <laughs> I apologize. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop drinking. I'm sorry. It's. I mean, it's. It's good. It's fine. It's agreeable. Um, do you know there? There is. Uh, do you know the band Slint? Yes. Do you really? I mean, I've heard of them. Yeah. Oh, there's a recording apparently where uh, part of the audio is. I think it's someone taking a shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think I heard that rumor at some point too. Like I heard that as a fact. I have not listened to that track though. Uh, uh, I, li- I listened to it after I heard this, and I, it's it's. There's no way to really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's just an urban legend. Yeah. Maybe we should start with you giving an explanation of. Um, of what the show even is uh, in your what our show is oh, I mean no. I'm very interested to hear what you think this is uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know that you're really that interested I think you're looking for filler material again and this isn't filler I'm trying to uh, um, like construe an intro to the show okay so my so my interpretation of the show and this may be wrong you correct me mm-hmm. uh, where I'm wrong my my sense just from from the past recordings that we've done is that uh while we're speaking you try to arouse me by saying really sexy things with the goal the intention that i should end up ejaculating without even touching myself that might be a side goal for, uh, for one of us <laughs> only only for one of us <laughs> this is Which definitely one? without my consent yeah. You think the the my aim is to get you to uh remotely um experience pleasure? Yeah. My goal is not that at all. Okay. But if it happens though, you're not like yeah, as long as it can be recorded for a slint B side. Right. <laughs> it sounds perfect. Great. Uh so uh the show. I mean maybe you could also explain why we are talking about previous recordings. When, if this recording, if it did make it out live, then this would be the first one that people hear. Uh, oh boy. Did I fuck, did I, did I fuck things up? Did you fuck it up? Yeah, now everyone's going to know that there's other stuff out there. Right. Yeah, so we have been recording our chats for, for months. some months, but the total number of recordings is maybe four, five. Less, I think. I think we did one and a half. Yeah. Because remember the one that we did, we recorded several hours, and at the end of it, you discovered that you had never pressed record. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one. No, I think the battery had died on the recorder midway through. That's what it was. It was the right. battery's fault. Yeah. Um, and then there was one time uh, when I was choking, right? Maybe that's where this fear of choking comes from. <laughs> from, from. From your own past traumas. Right. I mean, I took a gulp of water... And then I coughed a little bit and we were joking about it. But then, yeah, I was literally incapable of breathing for a while. <laughs> I remember that was, that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was one of the major unreleased highlights. Yeah. Well. Should um, we recap all of the highlights that no, nobody will ever hear about? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. 
Um, there's, <laughs> there's of course the multiple times that you could hear my neighbor's uh, uh, weed whacker. Yeah. Um, a uh, for the British audience, a strimmer. A what? Strimmer. S T R I M M E R. What are the origins of that word? Uh, trimmer. Um, <laughs> the, S, the, the S is what? What does that represent? The S, the S represents. What does the S represent? I mean, that feels like a larger question that we can answer right now. Okay, we can move on. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, your friend with the weed whacker. Yeah. Who I believe I did invite onto the show at some point. Uh, you didn't invite him, I invited him. And he was, he was game until he found out that you were involved. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so there's the guy with the weed whacker. Uh, that's the sound of my hard drive. Uh, that is running a backup right now. Can you hear that? Uh, I can. I thought that was just your heart. <laughs> it's a very, I'm a very terrible rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> you sound super anxious. Uh, I mean, I am pretty much. I I went to the gym this morning. Uh, feels great. Feels good, man. Um, and then I just had multiple cups of coffee. What do you do at the gym? Do you work out or you just watch people? I, I mean... I think I think one does both, right? Yeah, that's true. You don't just go there and work out and close your eyes. I've never been to a gym. I don't know what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweats. Yeah, just looking uncomfortable at other people. Yeah. Um, it's January, so there's a lot of tubbies around. Right, right, right. Are you one of those tubbies? Unfit. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I was tub-like, but... Yeah, they never um, do. No. Yeah, I mean, no tubby is self-identifying. Right. Um, I'm not in the act of body shaming, as you know. Yeah. But I did start in the gym in mid-December, which was a choice so that I could get like two weeks ahead of uh, the, the January rush. Right, that's smart. I was talking to my good friend Richard Perks, um, and I was talking to him about the fact that we keep on attempting to record this and then we never release it. And he's just <laughs> of the mindset to just put it out there. Interesting. But then we have to tell people to listen to it. Uh, I can do that. Can you? Yeah. Does anybody want that? I mean, I'm not saying anybody wants to listen to it. Of course not. So here's my thing that, uh, yeah, that puts me off ever releasing it is... Ever? You never, this is news to me. Does the world need more things? Uh, I think when they're digital things, I think it's okay. All right, because it just takes up nothing at all. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it is taking up uh, some computer processing cycles that we could be mining Bitcoins with. That's true. Should we just switch to, should we, should we pivot? Mm-hmm. And just... Mid, <laughs> mid-show pivot? Yeah, just, I mean, you've got that hard drive working for you already. I can hear it. So, okay. So I guess, I guess I'll announce it then. We are no longer a podcast. We are now mining Bitcoins. Yeah. From this point onwards. Yeah. Um, so the show, the name is Liars with a question mark. Yeah. Is it? Is that still the name? Yeah, I think so. If you come up with something better, I'm I'm happy to entertain the thought. I mean, we can pivot. Yeah, I guess well, given given that we've changed our business model, it should probably be called uh, just Bitcoin Miners, I guess. Is Bitcoin a registered trademark? Who knows? Oh. Okay, uh, Bitcoin Miners. 
the show is called Liars, and the premise is that we take it in turns to say a statement about a thing that has happened to us, and that statement is either true or it's a lie. Correct. And the other person gets um, a nebulous period of time to then ask the person about that statement, and, and they have to try and figure out if it is true or a lie. Right, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Anyway, I guess the main thing is just getting into it, you know? <sighs> yeah. I think I think that I went first last time, so I think you, you should did? go first this time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. My statement is that when I was young, I... Learned to play the piano for three years. I did lessons every week, but I never took any kind of exam or did any kind of qualifications. Uh, what age? I was, I guess I started at the age of seven, maybe. Maybe seven until I nine. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, that I started uh, when I was seven and I finished when I was nine or ten. Was this a piano in your house that you were using, or did you go to uh, did you go to the teacher's house? I went to the teacher's house, but we purchased a piano for our house too, like at the same time, so I could practice at home. Right. Uh, okay, so you're seven. You decide. Yeah. Why did you decide to start playing piano? Or did someone decide for you? Yes, it was not. It was not my choice. Um, I think that my mom went to, um, or like the local newspaper. Every year, once a year, they publish a list of all of the music teachers in town. Uh huh. And this was in the eighties, the nineteen eighties. Um, yeah, and she was just like, "Oh, I guess the piano is a good thing that he should do." Interesting. And were you excited about this? Were you like, this is great, finally I have, have something to do with myself? I don't think so, no. Um, I was mainly interested in my computer and not going outside. Yeah. Uh, so, so why did you end, end uh, the piano lessons? My piano teacher was kind of crazy. She was disabled and had a terrible temper. In your mind, what does disabled mean? Like she was in, she's on crutches. Her her one leg was in a brace. She only had one leg. No, she she had two legs. I'm not sure if um, if both of them were uh, her real natural legs. What did her legs feel like when you touched them? I mean, I did have to touch them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this is where it starts. Yeah, like we start to move into uh, the ways in which this is problematic. When I look back. Yeah, wait, so why so 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 she was because she was uh injured in some way, you didn't want to take piano lessons from her? Uh yeah, it was just I was like, this isn't a I'm a fully functioning human. Right. I'm quitting. Uh no, it was that um I guess my piano lesson was for an hour, but I would spend the first maybe like thirty minutes in doing Just giving her leg massages? In doing like tasks and chores around the house for her. Like what? Like feeding her cats. And, and were you paying her for this or was she paying you? I was paying her for this. 
you, you should not have done that. Yeah. Um, and then like she would need to walk around the house and there was um, like a big step and she could not get her leg up the step. Right. And I would have to go out and lift up her leg onto the step. And once she was on that step, where did she go from there? Um, I mean, she could kind of, yeah, she could like shuffle across a flat surface. It was just steps. I mean, who knows why she even went down the step in the first place. Right. Um, and then when we did finally get to the piano lessons, uh, then she would get very angry um, if I ever made a mistake. Do you think if you did this for three years, uh, volume-wise, how much food do you think you fed to her cat? <laughs> um, I mean, who knows? Yeah, hard um, to measure that really. Yeah, well, um, it was once a week, so one can. Uh, this sounds like a question that you would get asked in an interview for Google. Like, how many manhole <laughs> covers are there in the US? How many gas stations? If you were the size of a flea, then how would you jump out of a blender? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what volume of cat food did, uh, did Russell feed to his piano teacher's cat uh, between the ages of seven and nine or maybe 10? You're hired. Yeah, um, yeah. So if I would make a mistake, then she would like bang on the keys, uh, um, or bang the piano. Um, I remember, like, I mean, I didn't enjoy going, but I didn't have any like, like context that this was wrong or weird in any way. I guess right, because she was your only friend. Yeah, my one. And you, were just, you, were, you were just happy for the friendship. It was great. It was great to see another human being. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, I think like eventually, like I, yeah, like, I, um, I spoke with like another. I'm like another kid at my school who was like also doing piano. And they were like, yeah, like I've been learning for a year and I met like grade three. And I was like, what, what's a grade? And then, yeah, like it turned out that there's like this big system for measuring how much you're progressing that like everyone else was doing. Right. And you were, and you were also, you asked him like, and how, how often do you feed your teacher's cat? And <laughs> right. he was like, never. Yeah. I was like, oh, and you have to rub some lotion into your teacher's legs. <laughs> And he was like, of course, we all do. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah. And then it took me a long time to convince my mom that I should stop going. Um, did you ever run into your piano teacher after the fact? Well, weirdly enough, I was a mailman some years later. Uh -huh. And I had to deliver to her street and her house. Yeah. Did you also have to... Oh, you didn't need to like go in and feed her cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I was not. Uh, yeah, yeah. She did not come out um, and drag me inside and make me do even more chores. Yeah, I mean, delivering her mail is enough of a chore. Um, but at least I was getting paid for that and not paying her. Like, it would <laughs> um, I should have posted like a five-pound uh, note on um, a five-pound bill uh, through her letterbox every time I delivered her mail. You should have, yeah. It's not too late. You, you know where she lives. You could go back. Yeah, I am sure she's dead. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go with a lie. I think this is a lie. A lie? Yeah. <clears throat> it is the truth. Are you serious? 100% truth. This seems awful. Yeah, looking back, it was, um, it was insane. Um, like occasionally I get like another memory of like a weird thing that she would make me do. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, that is odd. Like, like, and I, she would make me take out all of um, her silverware. 
um, that was in like boxes. Uh huh. And then like, and then like clean it and put it back. <laughs> is it possible? Is it possible there was a miscommunication and she didn't know she was your piano teacher? Well, she did have home help. Yeah. Like no, I mean, I mean, like she she knew she didn't mistake you for the help, but she thought maybe there was a different arrangement that had been made. Like right. Your mom, your mom was like, hey. He'll come over and do some chores for you in exchange for thirty minutes of piano lessons. Right, 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 right. Maybe your maybe your mom is the one sort of behind this. Yeah, like maybe she got a discount. Like the yeah, like the real price was like, I was five pounds an hour, but she got a I'm a sweet deal at two pounds. Yeah, that could be. You should ask her. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only reason why I feel able to make such jokes is because my mom is also dead. Right. Um, yeah. For the record, for the listener. My two parents are dead. Yep. My, well, my, my one parent is dead and the other is, is sort of emotionally dead on the inside. Right. Um, and how long has he been emotionally dead? Oh, goodness, I don't know. Long time. Uh, forever? <clears throat> I, I like, you know, I'd like to imagine that in his youth he was maybe a little bit less, less so. It's nice. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, he seems great. Uh, did you actually speak to him? Me? No. Oh, he was at in the my, wedding. Oh, um, right. I don't think that would be your wedding, for the record. What do you mean? I mean, the listener, the casual listener that has just stumbled across this episode oh, oh, oh. has no idea what the wedding is. I mean, I assume, I mean, my wedding kind of was the wedding, you know? Yeah, um, and it was the wedding of the century. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, well... It would if, be weird if you had invited my dad to your wedding, having never spoken to him. Uh, well, I, um, a great victory for me. It definitely is. I mean, this is, this is your moment. I think in all of the other practice episodes, I've always lost or it's been a draw. Is that correct? So to get, yeah, to be one up at this point is, it's mind blowing. I think it is pretty good. I think, I think you've been uh, successful before. I thank you. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, well, let's just dissect this like a little bit, which bits seems too fantastical to be true. Not too, I mean, just the fact that she, like you said that you had to help her step up a step. I feel like, does that mean that once a week is the only time she could step up that step? Could she never do it when you're not around? It seemed, it seemed fabricated to me. Well, uh, she had a husband who was also, I mean, I guess she was like in her, I must have to say because everyone seems old when you're young, but yeah, yeah, but she was probably like in her sixties, maybe seventies, maybe late sixties. I'm not sure. And she did have a husband who I think was a bit older than her and maybe deaf. Uh, and she did have like home help. She would have like a boy who would come around. Was his name Russell? On like other <laughs> on like other nights. Maybe I just had like two jobs and I was getting confused. Yeah, um, I was getting my dates wrong. What kid has a calendar? I'm at the age of seven. True, not many. Oh, uh, they don't. So, um, right. Um, yeah, but like on, um, like on the evenings that she taught piano, then she did not have her home help. And so I think she just used to get the students to then do her work. Also, another thing, she would always, um, like in the winter, the curtains would be closed at um, like 6 p.m. because it was dark. And if like one of like... The ripples in the curtain wasn't straight. Uh, then she was shouting at me to like get down on the floor and make the curtain straight. 
She sounds really pretty bad. Yeah, um, I disliked her. But I was scared of her and it's like, and kind of in, in awe of any, like any adult, you know? Right, yeah. Well, at least, at least your mom got a good deal. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, to this day, I can still kind of read sheets music. Interesting. I think also I've never I've never witnessed you you know play a piano or do anything like that. So. No, yeah, it didn't really help me in any way. Yeah. Uh, let me just say I'm very sorry that happened to you. Thanks. I mean, I guess it's good that it didn't get like too weird, you know. Uh, there's a there's a story that a coworker told me years ago. <clears throat> that, and and my I, I believe he was telling the truth. I don't think he was making this up. He was an Irish guy from Ireland, you know, like born in Wait, Ireland. Wait, uh, this is a great, sorry. I mean, this is a great, um, like a sub story in the concept of our show, which is when you're now bringing in some coworkers who have told you a fact that you're not sure if it's a lie or the truth. <laughs> and now <laughs> I have to guess. guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I don't remember a lot, of, a lot of the detail. Basically, he had gone to the doctor and he had some sort of an ailment. And and the pr- procedure involved to examine him involved it, it involved him standing without any underwear on, with w- facing a chair with one leg up on the chair, so he's sort of ex- very exposed, and the doctor behind him taking photographs. Oh, he took photos. Yeah, and to me, and the way he described it, like he described it, knowing that it all sounded very strange, but he still seemed to believe that. This was normal protocol. And to me, as the as the uh, person hearing about this, it all sounded perhaps like some sort of an assault. So I have two questions. One, was this in the smartphone era? Was he just snapping pics uh, with his phone? Or did he have like a, like a big think- old camera? My sense from it is that it was uh, a, a camera. Because this was, this was six years ago that he told me the story. And then the story at the time was, you know, many years earlier that it had happened right and then my second question is why was your co-worker like oh hey john by the way this one time <laughs> like six years ago a doctor made me put one leg on a chair and then he took photos from behind yeah i don't rem- I, I don't remember how we segued into this conversation he was telling it to me and another co-worker and i know that we both both myself and the other co-worker at the time sort of after the story we both were kind of like looked at each other and thought that sounds super fucked up yeah i mean it looks like he was just like floating the concept out uh, like with the rest of the office to see if he'd um, he'd been assaulted at some point. Yeah, maybe. that's sad. It was a kind of horrible story. Yeah, yeah. But my my point being that sometimes these things happen to us, and we don't really know how bad they are until we get some outside perspectives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's now your turn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to decide. <laughs> You know, I have my my list of things, uh, which I stored not not in a Google Doc, but in a uh, Gmail draft, uh, <laughs> which I know you're fond of. Um, I love a good draft. Who doesn't? Uh, okay, uh, a man uh, once ejaculated while speaking to me on the phone. <laughs> I mean, it's a great callback. <laughs> Yeah. You, so you, I mean, you've not said if you were the man 
Uh, <laughs> you could have just been not, on the phone was, with yourself. I was not the man. It was not me. Right. So you just FaceTime yourself. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, when when was this? Was this in the smartphone era or was it uh, um, a traditional landline? Uh, this Smartphones existed. They were not yet as ubiquitous as they are today, uh, but this happened on a landline. Were you working for some kind of sex hotline? Uh, I was working for a hotline, but not a sex hotline. Uh-huh. What type of hotline was it? Uh, it was a suicide prevention hotline. Mm-hmm. What's that called here? Uh, it's called a suicide prevention hotline. Um, in the UK, we they have the Samaritans, which is... Oh, yeah, it's called that. It's called that. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> it is? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Um uh and why were you working at this uh this hotline? Uh you know, because I'm a compassionate person who cares about human life. Were you being paid or were you just volunteering? Volunteer. And how long did you work there for? Uh good question. <sighs> Maybe like Six to eight months, maybe a little longer. And at what point in your tenure did this uh, this incident happen? Uh, I would say maybe halfway through. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was a <laughs> uh, hump day. I don't know what hump day is. Um, hump day? You don't know what hump day is? Yeah, I know. What, I know what Humpty Humpty Dumpty is. But you've never heard. I've heard of hump day. I don't know what the fuck that is. It just means Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah, like the middle point of the week. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so midway. A lot of I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, I should have been making a list of all of the things in the previous recordings that you didn't know. You really should have. It was a lot, maybe five. Um, okay, so you uh, you were working at this hotline, uh, and a man calls in. Um, is there any kind of pretense that he um, is suicidal? Um, no, I don't think so. I think he was just sort of talking with me and trying to keep me on the phone for as long as possible. And how many calls uh, did you get into the hotline where it wasn't immediately obvious if they were suicidal or had any, um, like any issues that were directly relevant to your training? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, what percentage of calls were fake? Oh, I would imagine most calls were not fake. Right. So it was rare to get one where... Like typically people people would call. Not everybody was like on the edge of a bridge. Um, a lot of it was just talking to people who were just going through problems and having a lot of uh, difficulties in life. Yeah. So they had reached like a dark place. Like they were in, yeah, like they were in like a metaphorical hole and they felt like they couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this guy... He wanted to get into a hole. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah. Well, do you think uh, that his intention uh, was to call up and um, ejaculate, or was there some kind of advice like that he, you offered? Like he, accident- <laughs> he accidentally, like he bumped into a wall. And no, no. It. I mean, like he just caught up and he was like, "Look, like my cat just died, and yeah, like my partner has left me. I'm like, and I'm super sad." And then you were like, "Well, have you ever tried masturbating?" So you think this is my fault? So now you're blaming. I mean, me. I don't know what kind of training uh, you had. Is that a potential solution? 
<clears throat> no, no. <laughs> um, typically, no. I think, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't remember the 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 specifics of what he was saying happened. Um, I think he was just talking in in very vague general terms about his life, and then uh, then suddenly I I realized that you know maybe his his voice had become more tense or something strange had happened, and, you know. So you never actually confirmed that uh, that this biological acts had happened. I mean, how could I really confirm that short of going over to his house and seeing seeing the evidence? I mean, was it mentions? I mean, did you ask him? Did he no, say? No, not not explicitly. He was, you know, he said something like, "I mean, it was clear. It was clear without being overt." He said something maybe like, "Thank you, John," in a weird tone or like something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, are you allowed to just hang up on people? Uh, yeah, but I'd always just say, I wouldn't just hang up without saying something. I would just say, like, I have to go and then I'd hang up. Right. Yeah, like I said before, uh, I think the majority of calls were legitimate. So pretty rare instance that I would need to suddenly just hang up without uh, without a reason. Right. Um, and why did you leave this job in the end? Um, why did I leave it? Uh, I think... I think it's because I moved to California. So where was this? This was in Boston. In Boston. Yeah. The big B. Uh, no one calls it that, but sure. The giant B. Yeah. <laughs> Good old B. Big B. Um, well, it's a fascinating premise, John. Uh, <laughs> and it's something that I'll be thinking about for a while. Oh, that's um, really. It is it is interesting how you seeded this conversation in the <laughs> um, in the intro, <laughs> and now I mean it's obvious. Um, like everyone is thinking the same. Is he just smart enough to seed a truth <laughs> in the intro to the show, right? Or um, or does this list of topics that he has in a draft email in Gmail um, actually not exist and? He just plucked a lie from thin air. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I know that you're not very smart. That's true. Everyone knows that. Right. So that's like my my fundamental fact is that. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you come up with a statement from nothing? <sighs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say. Right. So let's just recap uh, the rules. So if, the, <laughs> okay. if this if this is a lie. If this is a lie, uh, then could you have not worked in a suicide prevention hotline? Like, is that the rules that like you couldn't? I think we can throw truths into there for sure. Right, right, right. Okay, right. So not everything has to be a lie, like in that context, right? So right, you, right, right. It's just the fundamental. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got it. Um, so well, um, I know that um, you have volunteered at places before because you volunteered at Eight Two Six Valencia. That's true. Uh, the tutoring center for kids in San Francisco, um, and so I can see that you may have volunteered at a hotline like this. Yeah, it's just the uh, the seating. <laughs> <laughs> For you bringing it up, it's weird. I mean, this is the first time that a statement has been a callback to uh, <laughs> one of the weird things that you say. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> okay. Um, 
I'm going to say truth. Uh, it is true. It is true. It is true. Yeah. So there were, um, there are two hotlines. There was the regular hotline and the teen hotline. Cause I think the, the premise being that teens want to speak to peers of their own age and feel safer doing that. Uh, the teen hotline was staffed almost entirely by girls. Cause most teenage boys don't want to volunteer at a suicide prevention hotline. Um, so knowing that there's a phone number that you can call and just speak to teenage girls, they got the bulk of the uh, of the perverts calling for for uh, one way phone sex, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> occasionally, those people would call the regular hotline, and sometimes they'd try and talk dirty. Uh, in which case, you would just immediately, you know, end the call. Sometimes they'd be more sub subversive about it and just sort of speak about things going on while I guess they were masturbating. Uh, and usually as a, as someone who did this a lot, I could usually tell uh, if somebody was a little bit suspicious or weird or doing something, this guy just did it under the radar until, until it happened. And then it was, it became very clear what had happened. And I felt, I felt, <clears throat> you know, weird and dirty and used. Um, yeah. But yeah, like in some way, did you like admire that he had gotten under your radar? I mean, definitely, I was like, like, you did a really good job with that. <laughs> High five. Um, yeah. You're like, this you know, is... I don't, yeah. I don't agree with what you did, but you really succeeded at it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, likewise, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Thank you, yeah. When uh, you were just trying to do some good in the world as well. I mean, I was just trying to learn the piano, and it didn't get sexual. No, I know. But, I mean, in, in a way, I did do some good for him. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't do anything to help anybody that night. <laughs> I mean, as I was talking about, it's not a, uh, it's it's not it's not not a solution, you know. Like he was Correct. probably feeling sad, and then he was less sad. So he, yeah, he probably felt a little bit a little bit better. He probably right. perked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the old Big B. Yeah, that's the old Big B, as they call it. <laughs> it's a very old place. Um, I went there once after having lived in California for a while. And oh, what'd you think? Um, it was as old as Europe. You were wrong about that. Let me let me ask you real quick though. How close how close were you saying that you thought my story was uh, fabricated? Great question. Uh, was you talking about it um, at the beginning of the show? Was that a way to try and throw me off? Or? No, not none of the above. I I uh, mentioned that idea at the beginning of the show. Uh, and then when it came time to tell our stories, I opened up my Gmail draft and saw that sitting there and it seemed a little too perfect. So, oh, wow. So it was just, it's just a topic that you think about just, uh, pretty much nonstop, you know, uh, uh, you were, you were scarred by this harassment that you went through. Uh, I was, yeah. Have you seen, you've seen happiness, I assume. Happiness. Yes. Todd yeah. But not since it came out. When did it come out? Uh, I think it would have come out back in, uh, I saw it the night my mom died. Uh, so that, that was the night. Yeah. The night that she died, I saw the big Lebowski and happiness, but I didn't, I rented them. I didn't see them in the theater. Uh, I think late nineties, late nineties would have come out. Right. Yeah. Cause I was at, um, at university. Right. But I think that scene, that scene with Philip, with Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman, where he's just calling people out of the phone book, uh, and ejaculating all over his wall as he speaks to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see these people represented in movies, you know? 
Yeah, they're they're an underrepresented community. Um. Uh, well, is this it? Have we done it? Uh, I think we have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs>